conversations. At the time of this recording, we are still practicing social distancing due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And so I thought I'd check in with you. How are you holding up? How does your new normal look like? I know that at the beginning of this pandemic, a lot of uh, people I knew said, I'm just going to wait it out. I'm just going to wait it out and then continue life as normal. And of course, days go by, weeks go by, months go by. And you get to a point where you're like, okay, I guess this is the new normal. <laughs> so how does your new normal look like? I'll tell you a little bit about mine. Even though I'm not out of the house often, I have worn more makeup for my meetings than even before the pandemic. And uh, a lot of it is because I'm more available for Zoom calls, where pre-pandemic times, it really had to be very important for me to decide if I was gonna meet someone in person. That's just the introverted me. Also where I live, everything I go to is at least 20, 30 minutes away. So it has to be worth it. But now that everyone is doing Zoom calls, it's like, oh, okay, that means I'm more available because I love working from home. At the same time, that means I have to dress up more from the waist up at least and really just have my camera on almost all the time. I mean, that is if my internet is cooperating with me. I've definitely had conversations like with my next uh, speaker, Dominica, where we had to have the camera off because my internet kept freezing that day and I didn't want to butcher our, con our amazing conversation that you'll have the opportunity to listen to in a moment. And another new normal for me is not being on my phone 24 seven. Back then, it was I was just always on my phone, and I've come to a, a place now where technology is so integrated into my life that I need to take a break. And so sometimes I just leave my phone at home when I go out for a little bit to go to a fast food restaurant with my husband. You know, when I'm not online, I've really had to learn how to be present offline and learn how to unwind. In my bedroom, I have a diffuser with lavender oil, helps me go to sleep. <laughs> so there's that. What does your new normal look like? Feel free to reach out to me. You can find all my social media links at genericpodcast.com. Remember that's generic with a J as in Jen, my name. And reach out to me. I'd love to connect with you and hear what your new normal looks like. Well, I'm really excited to get into today's conversation. But of course, before I do, I have some announcements. First of all, if you really enjoy this show and you want more education and resources from the guests that we've had on our show, please subscribe to my newsletter at genericpodcast.com. Honestly, so far, I've only sent out one newsletter. At first, I thought it was going to be a weekly thing, but I think I might switch it to monthly. <laughs> we'll see. I'm still figuring it out. But if you want to stay in touch with me and you want to get the latest updates on the show and get the resources by our guest, please sign up for the newsletter at genericpodcast.com. Secondly, if you have enjoyed the vibe of our show so far and you love the idea of, you know, just listening long enough to find that piece of inspiration, that golden nugget for you to get out of your temporary funk or get you to smile or get you to take action in whatever you need to do in your day, consider being part of my mastermind. 
I'm still working out the kinks, but if you're looking for the type of tribe of people who are introspective and proactive and love learning through other people's stories, once again, visit the show notes of this episode or check out genericpodcast.com to sign up for the waiting list. And thirdly, is it third or thirdly? Oh, anyway, the third thing, (laughs) third announcement, is that this show wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for my incredible sponsors. You can see my active sponsors at genericconversations.com. Remember, generic is with a J and conversations is plural. So that's genericconversations.com. That's a different link from genericpodcast.com because this link is solely dedicated to my active sponsors. At the time of this recording, most of my active sponsors are tailored for aspiring independent podcasters. This is because I've had so many of my peers in the last year just keep asking me, Jen, what are you using to start a podcast? Like what tools are you using? And so if you're looking for things such as, if you're looking for a a type of newsletter program suggestion, you're looking to start your own podcast show, you're trying to figure out what web hosting service to use, you wanna find guests for your shows, or you wanna find other shows that you could be a guest on. Maybe you want to transcribe your interviews and your audio recordings so that you can repurpose them into articles if you want to get your content on social media. So all of these things I have listed, you know, all the tools that I personally actively use, you can see all of those at genericconversations.com. Well, thank you for indulging me in my announcements. With no further ado, I'm really excited to get into this next conversation with Dominica Hunt. So this conversation will have you thinking about When was the last time you tried new things? I mean, I think with the pandemic, a lot of us are maybe exploring projects that we've been putting off for a while. Or maybe you're not. Maybe you're looking for new things to do. This conversation will have you thinking about new things to try to keep your quarantine life interesting, if it's not interesting already. This conversation will also have you thinking about Dominica's aha moment at the airport when she was returning home after a wonderful vacation. And in that moment, she will share how she was inspired to get out of what she calls hibernation mode and intentionally strive for personal growth then on. This conversation will also have you thinking about how to maintain a newcomer curiosity, especially if you have moved to a new country. And lastly, the importance of having a support system, especially when you are building a new business. Another thing to mention, toward the end of this interview, you'll hear a little ringing sound toward the end. Just bear with us, it doesn't last forever. I could have cut out that portion, but I just thought the conversation was too good to cut out. So just be mindful of that, and uh, thank you in advance for your grace for the quality of our audio. Fun fact is that many podcasters do their interviews virtually, and sometimes you don't get the perfect audio and that's okay. And last but not least, you know, Generic Conversations is all about listening just long enough for you to find that golden nugget in our conversation to inspire you to take whatever action you need in your life in this very moment. So if you have to, you can speed up the audio. And when you find that golden nugget, my ask is that you leave a five-star written review on your preferred podcast platform. And let me know, what was that golden nugget and what did that golden nugget inspire you to do? All right, with that said, thank you so much for listening to my introduction. Now, please enjoy this interview with Dominica Hunt. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm Jen Amos and I want to welcome you to Generic Conversations where I'm very fortunate to have candid conversations with amazing individuals that I hope will have you say I needed this. 
So today's conversation is with Dominica Hunt. Dominica Hunt is a formerly predictable marketer who stopped taking life so seriously and challenged herself to try 100 new things. She documents her challenge on her new 100 new things to try blog and social media to encourage women who refuse to become another boring adult to try more things they've never done before. Dare more and have fun. You can find her posting embarrassing stories and describing all her adventures on her Instagram account. Dominica, welcome to the show. Yay, it's so awesome to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you and just have a wonderful conversation with you. I feel very fortunate to be part of the Spotted Guest community because I get mm-hmm. to connect with amazing people. How's that been for you so far being on the Spotted Guest community? I think there's a lot of really awesome podcasters over there. So yeah. I've been on a few podcasts from that platform. So yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. So shout out to Spot, I guess. I think I've been part of their mailing list for such a long time that I finally just joined their community a couple weeks ago when I was promoting the show. And now I'm like booked for interviews till the end of June at the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel awesome. very, yeah, very fortunate. and just want to give a shout out to them and encourage anyone who is looking to be on shows or to, you know, find guests, then, you know, Spot, I guess is a really good community for you. So with that said, Dominica, for people that are getting to know you for the first time, just thought I'd do a little icebreaker question. And, you know, given the landscape of things right now with this whole quarantine and pandemic, what does life look like for you today? (laughs) Oh, I would say it looks a little bit different, but not too much different for me. Obviously, all of the things that I want to be trying that are outside, like a lot of things that I had planned got canceled. Mm. Like, I was hoping to go for this obstacle run, like the fun run and the foam, which was canceled and some other things. And obviously I I cannot do things like this, but still like having a lot of things to actually like try new things at home. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so it's just a little bit of a transition, but still I think like trying new things is not always about something really specific. Sometimes it's just about like having this open mind and, finding yourself in those new situations. And that's exciting as well. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. I'm very fascinated to speak with you today because I know you mentioned in your background that you kind of lived a very serious life, you know, in your professional Mm -hmm. life and trying to be this responsible adult, only waiting for weekends to finally be a little more spontaneous. And you had decided to do these 100 new things. So can you share a little background on that and maybe a couple of examples of the 100 new things that you've tried? Yeah, sure, of course. So I, like, probably most of the people found myself in this, like, first serious job, and then I kept going at it. Probably a lot of people have this thought, like, when we are younger, we we try new things, we just go into things, like, with this experiencing mindset, but then we we get caught up with real life, and it's probably a new job, then you are trying to maybe buy a new house, buy a car, things like that. And everyone, right. like w- when you look to the left and right, you see your friends doing the same thing and you just get caught up in it and your life becomes very, same, pretty much same old, same old. Yeah. So I, I found myself in something like that. And I didn't even know that until I went for holidays on vacation and I was just sitting at the airport going back and I was just looking at my phone and all the photos that I took of all the new things that I've tried. And I was like, we went to the um, Disneyland and I took the, um, the ride that I was really scared of. And we tried new cuisine and we went on walks and we traveled 
to Florida Keys and it was like, oh my gosh, so many wow. exciting new things. Yeah. And then I was sitting at the airport and probably a lot of people can really relate to that moment when you are just about to go back home mm. and you're like, oh my gosh, right. I, wish, <laughs> I, wish, I wish I didn't have to. Right. So that was this moment for me when I just caught myself thinking that and I was like, wow, that's like a really sad thought because it's almost like I don't really like my life. And I started digging into that and thinking, okay, yeah, but one day I will change. One day I will do something that I really would love to be doing. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, why do I even like have myself doing it? Why do I keep living for that one moment or one day or some day that never mm-hmm. comes? Mm-hmm. And, like, and that airport moment of mine, I realized, no, 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 I cannot wait for one day. If I want some things to happen, I just have to like plan them, make the decision and go for it. And this like almost innocent thought at the airport made me like quit my job like few months later and wow. start my own business. And then that led to moving from Poland in Europe when I'm originally from to Canada. And like all those big shifts mm-hmm. happened because of that tiny little moment of realization at the airport. Wow. Um, yeah. So sometimes we like when you look back at your life and you're like, oh my gosh, it was like, it makes so much sense. But at that moment, I think I was just like, oh my gosh, it's scary, but I'm still going for it. Like, I don't want to be stuck in that moment anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I love how you mentioned that moment. Like I could even imagine it in my own head of being at the airport and waiting to board your flight. And you're thinking, oh, like it's over. (laughs) Vacation is over. And I have to get back to my real life. And, you know, I think the average person who is so accustomed to being taught to have lived a linear life, essentially, of, you know, go to school, get good grades, get the job, to get the house, to get the car, you know, get the family and live happily ever after. I think it's great that you had that self-awareness that I'm going to say, although all of that is good, you knew that you wanted something greater and you decided to take a chance on yourself by, you know, quitting your job and moving and starting your own business. Yeah. And I, like when I started my project later on, because when I moved to Canada, I realized, okay, this move is actually prompting me to try a lot of new things because like everything is new. So many new things are happening. And Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, I don't want to lose that newcomer curiosity that you have when you move somewhere new it's like almost when you're going on vacation you're always like oh this is new this is new I have to try so many things but when you like start living somewhere permanent we just keep putting it off for later I don't want to lose that I really want to stay in that trying new things kind of mindset so I challenge myself to try 100 new things and keep that and keep that thing going on so my project started and at first it was just for me. And then I just started posting it on Instagram and a lot of other women started somehow resonating with that. And now I know that a lot of people, a lot of women especially have, the, have those moments in their lives where they're like, okay, I totally resonate with your airport moment. Maybe it's not the airport for them. Maybe it's something else. But they mm-hmm. say, okay, I used to be more courageous I used to try more of new things so easily. And now I'm just like, my life is so predictable. It's pretty much same, same every day. And I'm just stuck in it. And I don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. So I guess it's a pretty like a common theme coming up in so many people's lives. And yeah. Yeah. And I think so many people come to this point because most of our upbringing, for many of us, I think, have been told to 
strive for that type of dream, you know, to have stability, to have a job and everything. But once we get there, it's like, okay, now what? And as human beings, I think that we are always hungry for growth. We're always hungry for exploration. And so I think it's completely normal for anyone that is in that position and thinks, oh, like, where's my life going? Is this how the rest of my life is going to look like? You know, that's a really good wake up call, just like what you mentioned with the airport to really decide like, okay, am I going to take my life to the next level? Am I going to try to do something different? Or am I just going to keep going this path? Because it's already been very predictable. I know it's going to be the same unless I lose my job (laughs) or something happens to me. And so I just love how you were very proactive about waking up and deciding to, you know, make your life a little more interesting. And so I'm very curious to know what inspired you to move from Poland to Canada? And are there any um, big cultural differences that you've noticed since you've moved? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I think like I have this theme of going on vacations and then changing my life. And it was the same with Canada. After I quit my job, I took my husband into quitting his job. We started a business together and we realized, okay, we live in Warsaw, which is the capital city of Poland, huge and loud. And we were always running away somewhere some like to the forest or somewhere outdoorsy and we were like oh my gosh because we were working online anyway we thought maybe we should start thinking about moving somewhere that is more outdoorsy and have like more of the things that we are running to anyway Mm -hmm. and we went for holidays two weeks vacation to Canada (laughs) we went on a road (laughs) trip and we started visiting all the places and we totally fell in love with Canada at that time and we're like oh my gosh this place is so, like, somehow it fits our personalities. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, let's just try and move in here and see how we really like it. Yeah, and that was, like, the first trip we took was five years ago. And in less than a year, we were already living in um, Canada with four suitcases. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I yeah, think it, so. I think it's incredible that I guess it sounds like you had highly encouraged your husband to quit his job. Was he resistant about that initially? No, actually, I think it was a little bit the other way around because I started saying, okay, I think I want to start my own business. I started feeling, okay, maybe I can use my talents more in this space. Mm -hmm. And he started like, at first he was just observing me and then he said, "Mm, you know what? I always wanted to run my own business as well. (laughs) So I think it was like a little bit of him discovering himself at that moment of time as well because it was like oh my gosh maybe that's something that seems like my dream as well and then we realized okay let's do it together then oh Um, that's so powerful yeah yeah oh my gosh so that was that and then we found ourselves in Canada I work with my husband as well, and we've been working together for really the entirety of our (laughs) relationship. And I'm just curious, how is it like, like, what are your roles in your business? Because I imagine that, you know, business is business. And so, you know, if you're going to be in it, you have to add some kind of value or you have to have certain roles or skill sets. And I know for my husband and I, my husband is really the visionary of our business. He's the one with the great ideas. And I'm more of the implementer. I'm kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. like, what do we do with those ideas? How do we run with it? And how do we systematize it so other people can, you know, run with it as well? So how would you say is your dynamic with you and your husband in business? I think we are like pretty similar to what you said, but I think it's more like I'm usually having a lot of ideas and things that are really wild, but not really <laughs> down to earth. <laughs> yeah. And very often my husband is really, he's really strategic, but he has this awesome talent of actually making the strategic things 
into something that is tangible and something that like the action plan and something that you can actually go and implement. And mm-hmm. it's also awesome with everything technical. I'm not saying I cannot do some technical things, but I don't really enjoy it. And for him, it's, he's just like always talking to someone on support groups for all the programs he's trying. He's usually like early uh, beta tester for all the new yeah. tools that are coming up. So he's like, he's really into it and he loves that. And yeah, so he has like this awesome ability of making strategic into actionable. And I'm usually just like flying high and coming up <laughs> with uh, thousands of ideas. Yeah. And yes, but also I think we both know that both of us can have our own things. So now yeah. I'm transitioning more into 100 new things to try, which is more of my thing. And he is doing more of his things on his end. But still, like, usually I just go to him and I'm like, oh, can you help me with my website? <laughs> or can you just, uh, like, talk to me, talk me through through the strategic plan I'm having. So, yeah, so I think it's always awesome to have this other person who is actually understanding what you are going through, even if you are not working on the same project at the same time. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I often see my friends like whose partners maybe never run their own business. I think it's really hard right. to understand sometimes what you're going through and how how it's actually how long time it how long it takes to actually build your business from the ground up and yeah and how long everything <laughs> takes pretty much. So I guess that's awesome just to have someone who has this understanding as well and who is also working on something on his own at the same time. So yeah, so I guess that that's really helpful. Yeah, that's so true. I heard a phrase before that the average person will stay, you know, at the same job for 40 years, but they won't spend even four years or less than that to chase their dreams. Because as soon as they do, you know, it's like, it's completely new, it's unstable, it's unpredictable, and you're likely to fail often at the very beginning. And some people don't stick it through. However, if you are with someone who understands that, that understands the long game of building a business from nothing, then it makes it so much easier. And I remember part of why I broke up with my college sweetheart is because like we were in business, like I was contracting him to work with me. And when he decided to get a full-time job, although I was completely happy for him, it kind of showed me that, okay, maybe he's not going to be able to be there for me when times are really hard. Like maybe he'd support Mm -hmm. me like financially, but like, it's not really the money I'm looking for. It's the mindset, you know, just being able to endure this type of life because it's not easy. And I feel very fortunate to have my husband who believes in it sometimes more than me, (laughs) you know, and is more persistent and determined than I am. It's just great to have someone alongside by you and, you know, bonus that, you know, it's your partner. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally because like when I compare entrepreneurship to working on like for someone else, I think the mindset, I'll say it like the sinusoid, like this, um, the changes of mindset are way bigger and way more often when you run your own business. Because when you go to work, to the office, you just like, Maybe you have a little bit of stress here and there. Maybe there's your boss or maybe there's this important meeting when you have to show up and when you have to like say something or speak up in front of a huge group. But these are just like the stressful moments. And I think the range of issues you are dealing with when you are running your own business is just like way bigger. And I don't know, somehow I find it affecting me way more in terms of my mindset. So Mm -hmm. like sometimes you see those funny 
pictures of this wave of entrepreneurship when people are like, oh my gosh, it's so awesome. And then, oh no, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> oh, right. No, it's awesome again. So yeah, so I think it's really true for when you are running your own business. And I think it's pretty important to have people who understand that. And if you don't have someone like that, I think it's really important to find people who can support you on um, on a daily, even like those business friendship groups or things like that. Because I guess not everyone who listens to your podcast would have that husband or wife or a partner who, who can support them in their entrepreneurship dreams. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I guess it's important to look for people who are, who can support you because it's really needed and it's, it's, it's really useful to have it in your life. Yeah, I think it's actually extremely imperative. And I think that initially when someone decides to go from employed to self-employed, they think they have to do it on their own. You know, they think they have to be this like super solopreneur, you know, and try to do it all. And if you look at any successful business, there's not one person doing it alone. Even if there's someone that like a speaker, like even a public speaker, they have a team behind them. Even a singer has a team behind them. And I think even if you don't have a partner, like a spouse to support you, I absolutely agree with you that it's important to find your tribe, find your community, you know, find like-minded people who are in the same, you know, hustle as you or at least in the kind of the same time frame or like the stage of your business because no one else is going to understand, you know, people are going to be looking at you and you're like, okay, are you making money yet? Or like, are you successful yet? Or when are you going to come back to your old job? <laughs> yeah. 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 So and sometimes it's even just hard to, to, to explain what you're doing when you are at the very early stages of your business. So yeah. 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 It's so true. <laughs> you know, I was thinking a lot, you know, you mentioned part of why you decided to pivot is because you just didn't want to be a boring adult. However, I think the reason why people choose to, I don't know, like stay boring or stay predictable, and I say that in the highest respects, although it doesn't sound like positive, I say that in the highest respects that, mm-hmm. you know, we all have our reasons for choosing to live a predictable life. Like sometimes it's because you're a parent and you need to provide that for your kids or that predictable income helps fund your side hustle, your passion project that hopefully eventually you can, you know, do that full time. And so I'm just curious, you know, do you feel like it's sustainable, like, you know, going beyond being a boring adult and being exciting and trying new things and taking on personal challenges and, you know, consistently trying to challenge yourself and try new things, as I mentioned, do you feel like what your lifestyle, like what you're doing with your lifestyle is sustainable or is that really not the priority? Like, are you striving for stability or are you really just striving to live a purposeful, fun life? Oh, that's a huge question. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I hope I like set it up well. I, I hope yeah, I did yeah, enough yeah. picture. I yeah. Think, <laughs> yeah, I think I, I understand where you're coming from. I know that there is this space where people are somehow asleep and this I, I wouldn't like I know what you are saying when you say, okay, I feel bored in my life. I think it's I call it the hibernation mode. Mm-hmm. And I think we all sometimes go there. And it's not linear. So sometimes we go back there because we need that in this season of our life. And like you said, it could be because you have a kid or maybe you're exhausted. There are different reasons. And some people thrive in this hibernation kind of mode and Mm -hmm. they just need this predictability. They just need having their own routines and that's where they thrive. 
while on the other side we have something that I call activation mode where we are in this energetic we feel energetic we feel alive we go for new things and we are just like looking for growth and I think these are just like separate things and you can go between them what I personally try to do is to be more in this activation kind of mode Mm -hmm. Uh, and because I know that this is something that brings me a lot of joy and this is something that even sometimes it's not natural for me because everyone has their worst days. And sometimes I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I just want to have the same like routine today. I'm, I don't want to be doing anything new. Mm-hmm. Still, like overall, I'm trying to have like, okay, I can have a day like that. I can maybe have a week like that when we went into the, with this whole pandemic thing when we yeah. had to stay at home my first week was like I don't know I just need to stick to my routines to feel safe and comfortable and I had to go through that for a couple of days but then I regained my energy and I was able to go and try new things again so mm-hmm. I wouldn't look at that as something that you do every day on an hourly basis because we all have different kinds of days but yeah. overall trying to have something in your life that that moves you forward and takes you out of it. And what I found out when I'm going through my challenge is that trying new things is really helpful with that because some people are just, they are just looking for something fun. And this is great just to go and try some fun things and see, okay, is that really making you happy? Because for some of the people, their life is already great and they just feel these moments of mundane and trying something even totally simple, like going to the grocery store and looking for some new veggies that you've never tried or yeah. things that are intimidating at some point, right? Yeah. So even that can just like spice up your day a little bit. And for some people, this may be exactly what they need in this season of life. But for some people, they will realize that when they are trying new things, like it was for me when I went for this vacation to Florida, I was trying new things and then I realized they're making me feel awesome for a moment. But at the airport, I had this realization that my whole life is not where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. So this is sometimes how trying new things may prompt people to realize, okay, it's not only about the new coffee or about the new veggie that I've never had or something that is trending, whatever it may be at the moment. It's something way deeper and I need to reflect on that. And what I like to tell people to think about when they have moments like that is just to find themselves something like a project. A lot of people have something in their mind when they are already thinking about it, because usually there is something that maybe people are putting off for a while or something they always wanted to try, but they somehow never did. A lot of people have something like this. Maybe it would be like maybe starting a podcast for some people. I always wanted to write a book. For other people, it's just, oh, I really wanted to go for a road trip somewhere, but I've never done it. And Mm -hmm. usually just going for those projects that you have at the top of your mind is something that will really help you and like give you a little bit of boost in terms of growth and courage and confidence in yourself. So yeah, so I think what I'm trying to say is that trying new things can be an awesome beginning even with those little tiny things. But then if you go for something bigger, for a bigger project that you wanted to try and you just, it will help you reconnect or go back home to yourself. So yeah, so it has really, I think trying new things has awesome potential wherever you are. And even if you are more in this hibernation or activation, wherever you are on the scale and in the season of life, it will always be beneficial. 
Mm-hmm. Just pay attention to how it's making you feel. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope that answered the question. Oh, it certainly did. I think that it sounds to me that trying new things as small as they may be could be the catalyst to you, you know, discovering what you really mm-hmm. want to do. And even if it's a small new project, you just never know if it's going to lead to something greater. But yeah, if you are in that hibernation mode and you want to figure out how to get out of it and you don't know where to begin, even starting like little things like switching up uh, the type of vegetables you buy or maybe wearing a different color that day you normally don't mm-hmm. wear, <laughs> you know, I think really gets you to like intentionally step out of that hibernation mode and, you know, appreciate life, I think a little bit more and everything. So all beautifully said, and it inspires me to, I mean, I feel like I'm doing new things every day mm-hmm. because my husband's a big idea guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> But for people that are looking to do new ideas, I know that you have a website and everything. Why don't you share Mm -hmm. with our listeners, if they don't know where to get started, how could they get started with trying new things? Okay, so on my website, 100newthingstotry.com, you can find a couple of things that will help you. Like One is the list of the things that I'm trying. I already tried over 70 things, and you can just see whether some of those fit you or not. And another thing that a lot of people love on my website is something called Ideas in the Jar. It's a list of things, and now I've changed it into the things that you can try at home uh-huh. <laughs> because of the <Yeah>. whole pandemic. <laughs> so it's a list of things that you can just print out, and you can just cut it out and fold it and place in a jar. And whenever you have the moment when you are like, oh, I feel like the weekend is coming, maybe I could try something new, but you have no ideas, you can just pick one from the jar and read what it is and just do it. <laughs> so I love it. So that's a cool game and a fun way to actually make you try new things, even if you don't have any ideas. So a lot of people like it. And it's on my website, 100newthingstotry.com. Beautiful. What is the one idea or one new thing that you feel like has been most popular so far that people give you feedback for? Like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you recommended that. I think one of the things that a lot of people are talking about is Enneagram. It's the oh, test. oh, yes. I know the Enneagram so well. Yeah, <laughs> Go so on. I want to hear your perspective on it. Well, I, I don't know. I, I just like, I took the test and I found it really, really accurate uh-huh. And because I'm a five on that test, which who is this number who is always like searching for things and researching and looking yeah. for what's, what's there. So I started reading more and looking at all the resources that there are online and, and uh, borrowing books and things like this. So I got really into the Enneagram and I made my husband do it. I made all my friends do it. So <laughs> I'm always like raving about it. So I feel like that maybe because I'm talking about it so much. So many yeah. people are already doing it. And a lot of people in my audience are aware of what Enneagram is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe because I'm always like, ah, it's, this is like so cool. <laughs> yeah. I love the Enneagram test. Mm-hmm. On one of my other podcast shows, I became aware of it through one of the guests that I had. Mm -hmm. And I remember I came across a podcast show called Sleeping at Last. And and the guy, he writes songs for each of the types. And I'm actually a type five as well. So I feel like that's why I can have a good conversation with you. (laughs) Um, It makes sense now. Yeah. And I remember when I first discovered that I was a type five, like it just made so much sense to me. Like Mm -hmm. I'm always in my head. I have a very vast inner world. And I'm very stingy <laughs> with like the things that I possess. And it's funny because my husband is a type seven and mm-hmm. we're basically opposites. 
where like, I'm really about preservation and he's all about the next idea, like the next option, like the next thing. And Mm -hmm. it's very interesting when I realized that about him, I was like, oh, okay. Now I understand that like, when I try to stick with an idea and you try to go to a new one, you're not trying to insult me. You're just trying to make the idea we already have better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I had to learn our dynamic in that way and, and know that he's not trying to escape the idea I had. He's just trying to make it better. So yeah, I love that test. And I remember when I shared it with him, he ended up sharing it with all of our colleagues mm-hmm. that we work yeah. with. And <laughs> yeah, we're pretty obsessed about it. Even every now yeah. and then I'll find a podcast show and re-listen to like my type or my husband's type or, or any one that I work with that, you know, remind me of a type, I'll just kind of brush up my knowledge on that because it's so accurate. It's so oddly accurate. I haven't like had anyone who, you know, who found out their type that it wasn't their type, you know, it's just so awesome. And I'm glad that you shared that because it's amazing. And I highly recommend it. Like, I don't get paid to say this, y'all. I (laughs) highly recommend that you all look into the Enneagram test and it'll really get you to see who you are and why you do what you do and maybe give you some insight on your childhood and understand like, oh, you're like this because you were lacking this growing up, (laughs) you know, so just very profound. And I'm glad that you shared that. Yeah. And also the songs you mentioned, Sleeping at Last. Oh my gosh, they are so good. They're just Uh, like touching your soul when you're like listening to them. And in the podcast, he explains all the tiny elements that went into those songs, which is like, oh my gosh, you hear every sound makes sense. Every sentence makes sense. So it's like, it's so deep and so like soul touching really. So yeah, so I totally recommend that as well. So yeah, so I guess this is something that is super popular, but I guess... Another thing that is popular in my audience is trying new vegetables for sure. Listening to new kinds of music. That's a fun, quick thing Mm -hmm. that everyone can do. Just like listen to something that you usually wouldn't because we all tend to go into like one uh, type of music or even one artist sometimes. Mm -hmm. And and when you just like go out of it and go for like, oh, maybe try hip hop or maybe now try jazz and then try some folk music, like something that is totally out of your comfort zone almost. Just try to to see, okay, is that maybe bringing me a bit of joy as well at the moment? So so that's a cool thing to do. All the personality tests, I love them. I recommend a lot of them. Besides Enneagram, I also recommend Five Love Languages, Four Tendencies, like a lot of different quizzes that there are. And especially when people are trying to understand what do I like, what I don't like, very often those quizzes help you or even like Strength Finder. That's a very good one when you can understand what are your top five strengths. So, yeah, so I I really love those tiny things that you can like they will maybe take you half an hour, maybe an hour just to go through the test. And then you learn, you always learn so much about yourself and you can grow and um, have fun, but also grow. So that's, I guess that's the best, that's the best that there is. Oh, absolutely. I feel like my, you know, I don't really indulge in a lot of I don't know, like common addictions, like being an alcoholic or anything, but Mm -hmm. I feel like my addiction sometimes is personal development. Like I, Mm -hmm. I'm always like, whenever I feel stuck and hence why I have the show, cause I I just, I like learning lessons from like everyone, but yeah, whenever I get stuck, I like to indulge in like a book to read or, you know, a quiz. And Mm -hmm. the four tendencies was one of those first personality quizzes that I took years ago that just made so much sense to me. So I came out as a questioner Oh yeah, and I'm the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yay. Yeah. 
it's like we're twins <laughs> in just different parts of the world. And yeah, it was very validating to find out I was yeah. a questioner because I think that some people in my space at the time were annoyed at how many questions mm-hmm. I would ask because yeah. I, I always tried to be like really thorough and I really want to understand where people were coming from. And I didn't realize that it could be annoying or it may come off as if I'm challenging someone when I ask all those questions. So, you know, to hear that as a type of personality and to learn how to use that as a strength was really profound for me years ago when I found the four tendencies. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up as well. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And I also think like I'm a questioner as well. And I agree that it's easier for other people to, under- to understand us better that we ask those questions all the time. That's that's yeah. one aspect. But I think also for me understanding, okay, I ask those questions all the time. But sometimes yeah. I ask like sometimes I ask questions that are super meaningful and deep and everything. But other times I'm just like looking at the construction that is going next to my apartment and I'm asking my husband like, hmm, how do you think the guy at the construction, like, do you think he is carrying his sandwiches over there? Like, do you think, <laughs> do you think he goes down when he needs to go to the toilet or things like this? And then when, when I know I'm a questioner and I'm like questioning and asking questions about everything, it's yeah. easier for my brain also to catch myself and say, okay, maybe I don't need to go into like deep into asking questions about the guy on the construction side because right. that's not something that is like helping me in any aspects of my life. Right, so right. I guess also like understanding yourself and catching yourself in those moments is super helpful. Yeah, absolutely. It's like kind of trying to decipher like, okay, do I really have to get the answers for this? Like, is that really (laughs) important to my life right now? So I I completely understand that. Like sometimes I just go down a rabbit hole just to go down a rabbit hole. Like I'll think of a a celebrity I haven't seen in a while and be like, whatever happened to so-and-so? And And then I go on Wikipedia and like see their life today. And I was like, okay, wait, like how did that add value to my life just now? (laughs) But I completely understand as a fellow type five and questioner. So I love that the quizzes you recommended, like we just so happened to share the same personality yeah. types for that. So that's a, that's, yeah. a, that's incredible. That's Dominica, what an incredible conversation. I needed this today. I just, I want to thank you again. I want to thank you so much for your time and joining me today and sharing what you do and the hundred new things to try. Do you have any closing thoughts for us before we go, particularly to, I don't know, may, maybe people that you want to encourage to check out 100 new things to try.com? I think, like I already said before, trying new things is an awesome start in your life. And whenever you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm stuck, my life looks the same every single day, just go out and try to do something new, even if it's a tiny thing. Mm-hmm. Just change something, just get yourself out of the out of being stuck, just change your routine, change something and see where it takes you. And some days it will be bigger things, it will be more challenging things, and some days it will be just tiny little steps. The tiny Mm -hmm. little steps are still awesome. And I always say that because so many people think, okay, you moved to Canada, it's such a huge move, you quit your job, it's such a huge move, but I haven't, like, I didn't start, I didn't start start right away. When Mm -hmm. I thought about leaving my job, I started with hiring a career coach and I was going through Mm -hmm. this coaching for months before I was ready to quit my job when Mm -hmm. I decided to move to Canada I was planning everything for a year before I actually landed here Mm -hmm. and even some fun things that I did like for example a polar bear dip which is something like you'll run into the cold lake 
on the New Year's Day, which is kind of scary, (laughs) but fun. (laughs) Even that, I didn't do it right away. I started taking cold showers for weeks before the whole event. So I was like mentally ready to go into that cold water and not freaking out. So I mean, I was still freaking out, but it was way easier. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yes. So I really want people to to understand that you don't have to start big right away. You can start with small, tiny steps and it will still take you somewhere, wherever you need to be. So yeah, I hope that's encouraging. Uh, I think that's more than encouraging. And Dominica, I want to thank you again so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. And I really just want to commend you for just taking a chance on yourself and choosing to live an intentional, exciting life of adventure, as small or big as they can be. It sounds like you're really living a purposeful, intentional, enjoyable life. And I can hear it in just the way that you talk. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was awesome to be here. It was like, I had so much fun talking with you. I had no idea you are five on the questionnaire. But... Oh, I know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it crazy. wasn't planned. It's just, I, I mean, it's awesome. And it's, it's funny how sometimes you find those connections online and you vibe with someone just over a podcast. So yes. that's, uh, right. <laughs> uh, that's the best part of podcasting is like, you just uncover these conversations and to our surprise relationships as well. And so it's great. I've had such an awesome time connecting with you today. And um, for anyone that wants to get hold of Domenica, we'll have her contact information and her website in the show notes for you. All right. Well, with that said, I want to thank you all for listening. We hope that you got what you needed today in our conversation. And we look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Mm